Mary had a We believe that all men are created equal. To the magnificent mosaic that is America. Radio Beacon to Radio Beacon. On this vote, the yeas are 53, the nays are 47, and this nomination is confirmed. It's a great moment. It, it, it's a really, really good one. So uh, Kataji Brown-Jackson was just confirmed. She will be joining the Supreme Court as the newest justice in the summer after Justice Breyer officially retires. Uh, she is a justice-in-waiting, if you will. Um, and this is going to mark the very first time in the history of the United States of America that a, a black woman will be a Supreme Court justice and B, that white men will not be the majority on the United States Supreme Court. <laughs> Woohoo! Every white supremacist nightmare. Oh, it's a Nazi nightmare. Oh, it's a fascist hell. <laughs> okay, proud boys, nothing to be proud about. You freaking lost. And the battle between good and evil, good has prevailed. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. It's really, really great. Uh, and Marsha Blackburn was very loud. No, she was a nay, <laughs> which is like the only thing I wanted to hear come out of her face because she's a cow. You know what I mean? So I just want to hear an animal sound, a whinny, a nay, a moo, something uh, that's very appropriate for her. Very appropriate for her because You'll remember this, uh, this, this blazing, uh, you know, triumph of women, this moment for Marsha, right? United States versus Virginia, the Supreme Court struck down VMI's male-only admission policy. Right. Writing for the majority, Justice Ginsburg stated, supposed inherent differences are no longer accepted as a ground for race or national origin classifications. Physical differences between men and women, however, are enduring. The two sexes are not fungible. A community made up exclusively of one sex is different from a community composed of both. Do you agree with Justice Ginsburg (laughs) that there are physical differences between men and women that are enduring? Watch this. It's brilliant. Um, Senator, respectfully, I... I'm not familiar with that particular quote or case, okay. so it's hard for me to <laughs> okay, comment but, as to whether. All or right, not. I'd love to get your your opinion on on that, and you can submit that. Do you interpret <laughs> Justice Ginsburg's 
meaning of men and women as male and female? Again, because I don't know the case, I don't know how I interpret it. I need to read the whole okay. thing. Okay. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? N not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. The meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition? Senator, in my work as a judge, what I do is I address disputes. If there's a dispute <laughs> about a definition, people make arguments, and I look at the right. law, and I decide. Well, so I'm not... The fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something as fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we are hearing about. <laughs> okay, it turns out, turns out, you want to learn something? I think this is really fascinating. Okay, so it turns out that it's not so much you want a biologist. It turns out that what you want is a neurologist. Because here you are, Marcia, here you are, MAGA, here you are, small-minded people, thinking that what defines men and women are body parts. And the truth is that what defines a man or a woman is a different organ than you've been led to believe. The thing that's going to determine your sexual identity, the thing that's going to determine how you feel, how you are sexually oriented is a different organ. It's called your brain. Yeah. So it turns out you might not really need a biologist. What you really need is a neurologist. And here we have one from Stanford University. He'll explain. So the question becomes what to do with the standard medical interpretation of being transgender, which is you have someone who for some reason thinks they are a sex different from what they actually are. And it turns out something very different is going on. Okay, you look in the brain, and there's all sorts of parts of the brain that are sexually dimorphic, which means that on the average, some trait about that part of the brain differs between males and females, and that's in lab rats and in non-human primates and humans. And, you know, on the average, individual differences overlap, but nonetheless, all sorts of stuff in the brain is sexually dimorphic. And just a listing there of some of these... Um, you know, people spend their entire lives studying sexual dimorphism of some of these parts of the brains. So you take somebody now who chromosomally is sex A and gonadally is sex A and hormonally and secondary sexual characteristics and genitalia is sex A. And nonetheless, they insist from as long as they could remember, they felt like they were sex B. Mm-hmm. And you look in their brain, mm -hmm. and what a bunch of studies have shown now is all the sexually dimorphic parts of the brain in that person's brain is more like what you see in sex B 
rather than in sex A. Ah. And this is independent of if they are actually transitioning to the other sex, if they've taken any sex hormone manipulations, whatever, independent of that, when you look at somebody whose every bit of their body says they are sex A, and they say, I have always felt like I am sex B, you look in the brain and the brain says sex B. And there you have it. <laughs> They've been looking at the wrong organs all along. All along. Uh, this is neurology. This is the study of the brain. This is a, uh, a, a well-accepted explanation for which organ determines uh, your sex. <laughs> it isn't the one that you've been uh, concentrating on, sex A or sex B. It's not. Whatever organ you've been thinking of is a different organ. Uh, it's the brain. It is the brain. And so now Kentaji Brown Jackson is shown to be a freaking genius. Okay? Because she knew she wasn't a biologist. She knew that she wasn't situated in, in a position uh, to determine what is the definition of a man and what is the definition of a woman. And Marsha thinks... Well, I've been looking at that organ over here and this one over there and that tallywhacker over there tells me that that person is a man. Yeah, well, the brain is the organ that's going to tell that person which sex they feel like, which sex they are. So I hope you learned a little something. Okay. The Republicans just need to attack. They need a foil. They need someone to point to and hate on in order to keep the system that keeps them in power in power, okay? And it's really sad that they're picking on a minority within a minority, some of the most vulnerable humans we share this country with as their foil. Call in, connect. To speak to Randy, call 561-270-3844. 561-270-3844. So what we've got here, just finishing up with this, is all of these dimorphic brain regions can say something absolutely different from what your chromosomes, gonads, hormones, etc., tell you. It is not understood yet where this mismatch comes from, but what we saw in all those other slides there is you get mismatches every step along the way. There is nothing resembling sexual sort of binary destiny there. Mm. And what we're left with at the end is the medical dogma back when, weird, some people think there is sex different from what they actually are. What the neurobiology tells us is instead, some people now and then just have the crappy luck of getting stuck with bodies that are a different sex than what they actually are. Because as a neurobiologist, if I had to vote which voice counts more, what your brain is telling you or what every other part of your body is telling you, I would vote brain as do these people. Every now and then something happens and somebody gets stuck with a body that's a different sex than what their brain says they are. And this is kind of fascinating. Yeah. And incidences of, of these are found in every other primate looked at and all of this. And this is not weirdo biology. This is yet another realm in which biology comes on a continuum. There you have it. Robert Sapolsky. Uh, you can look up his videos. He's a neurologist. He teaches at Stanford. 
Um, and you can uh, understand better what is going on when people want to make judgments about a minority of a minority. Some people just have the, just like he said, the crappiest luck in the world, where from the earliest memory, from the earliest, uh, you know, uh, a time, they feel that they are sex B, but their body looks like it's sex A. And that is their lot in life. That is, uh, uh, you know, the, the short stick. And why we want to make them into an enemy or ban books that would educate kids about other kids. I, they just did it here in Florida. This is crazy. So, you know, there's a show on TV called I Am Jazz. So jazz uh, has, you know, uh, transitioned. Okay. Jazz uh, is a, in the seventh season of the show, jazz is studying at Harvard now. And jazz wrote a book about... I am jazz, okay, that, you know, how how her brain betrayed her, okay? And Florida just banned that book. Now, I, I'm telling you, if, you, if you're in the, the business of banning books as a government official, you're not a good guy. You're on the wrong side of freedom. You're on the wrong side of history. This is what I keep trying to explain to people, that the entire system of authoritarianism is built on having a foe, built on having a foil. Uh, this is what you're seeing in Ukraine, okay? Ukraine must be liquidated of all humans because those humans have to happen to be democracy-loving, freedom-wanting uh, Ukrainians. And they must be liquidated because Putin needs a foil in order to, you know, uh, explain to his countrymen why he deserves to stay in power for the rest of his life. Now, picking on a minority within a minority of people who are just trying to do the very best they can and end up going to Harvard for their efforts is just not a smart thing to be doing. And yet the Republicans keep on doing it. And when you have somebody who is smart enough and graceful enough to know what the science is and what the science isn't and that it's not their job to determine those two things, that their job is to settle disputes and not to proclaim that that organ makes you this or this organ makes you that without even talking about the brain as an organ is somebody I want on the Supreme Court. It's somebody who can save us from our damn selves. Uh, Gene in Chicago. Yes. Yes, I'm here. Well, you called me. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I just had a question uh, about uh, people with their sexuality. Uh, the question is, I agree, sometimes people are trapped inside the wrong body. Mm -hmm. However, I had a, I'm older where I'm at work, and I got a 35-year-old worker. His daughter's 10 years old. He came to, she came to him and said, Dad, I think I'm a lesbian. And he said, well, why do you think that? She said, well, I really don't like boys, so therefore I must be a lesbian. Yeah, so, I think there was probably more to the conversation than that. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it, it, it's, kind, it's kind of easy. I'll, I'll give you my personal thing. When I was in fifth grade, I was in the women's, women's hating club. Then all of a sudden, when I went to sixth grade, I realized I liked girls and I no wanted to longer be in the woman's hating club. Right. That's but why I, I think the, the conversation not... that your friend had, you know, with his daughter was yes. deeper than what you're saying. 
No. Yeah. No, that, that, Were that, you was, there? that was it. You, you were sitting in the no, living room? No, ex- you understood? He explained, he explained a whole lot more to me, too, uh-huh. about how, how about the teachers and stuff like that, how they're trying to uh, be much more liberal on how uh, things used to be and stuff like that, which I got no problem. I know I'm getting older. I have to keep open. That's why I watch programs like yours and other programs to try to keep things. I agree with it. But the brain is not developed until you're 21 years old. Oh, parts of your brain. The parts parts of your brain. Yeah, the part of your brain that does planning, the part of your brain that does impulse control, the reward system. Correct, correct. There's all things. And who who actually knows? And that varies with the person, too. Your sexual identity. Yes. Is obviously something children feel at the earliest, uh, you know, feelings. That's what the, yes. that's what the neuroscientist was telling you, that there there are children who feel from the very beginning of their lives on this planet that they're in the wrong physical. Oh, I, oh, condition. I uh, wholeheartedly they're trapped. in. So if you are I have actually a feeling tra- that your friend had a deeper conversation with his daughter than you're indicating. See, my sister was gay. I grew up with a uh, gay sister. And we shared a room, right, from the time I was born until the time I was like, what, 11 or 12. She was four years older than me, so she was 15, 16 when we finally had our own rooms. Now, mine was the size of a closet. Hers was glorious (laughs) because she was the oldest. But my sister was gay. She also dated boys. What did we do with that information? All right, John in Texas. Hello, Landon. Hi. Hooray for 53. Yes. I just called to ask you a question about our Governor Abbott in Texas. He is planning to charter buses and see illegal aliens to Washington, D.C. and drop them off. Yes. I was asking about the legality about transporting illegal aliens across state lines. Oh, it's worse than that. This is a this is really a, a war crime to deport people to other states to move them from you know one location to another on purpose. Um, this is what Ukraine is doing. You see, this is another great example of how hatred works to break democracies down. Of of what can happen and what's happening here. And how if you look at Ukraine and you count your lucky stars that what's going on in Ukraine is over there and not here, uh, you're missing what is happening here. And what is happening here is stuff like that. Now, when I tell you stories of Ukrainians being uh, shipped across to, uh, you know, infiltration camps, this is that. Things Randy at RandyRhodes.com. Go, go for launch. Speaking truth to power, the Randy Rhodes Show. Secretary of Health and Human Services, can you define for this committee what is a man? <laughs> You're looking at one. Great. So you are a man. I like that. Can you tell I'll me, bet. can men get pregnant? Unless you know something I don't, uh, I think the answer is pretty obvious. What is that answer, sir? I'm asking you, is there something you know that I don't know that would say that a man... Well, I'm asking what you know. Can men get pregnant? I'm not aware of it. Okay. Well, uh, Mr. Secretary, materials coming from your department, you've referred to mothers as as birthing persons, replacing that title with... Are are mothers not persons? Mothers are persons, but it seems to be more inclusive, like you're trying to include another gender in that. I'm all about inclusion. 
Congresswoman. There you go. I mean, what is this this hatred that uh, Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Goetz and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Ted Cruz and Rand Paul? What, what is the actual hatred uh, that they have for the brain? <laughs> they apparently really hate it. They, they hate that organ. They're all about other organs. They love to talk about uh, the vagina and the tallywhacker, if you ask Madison Cawthorn. He will tell you the definition of a woman is lack of a tallywhacker, I quote, right? Um, and then she has uh, Javier Becerra in front of her, the uh, Secretary of Health and Human Services, and she wants to ask him about uh, uh, the difference between men and what see they think they're on to something they think that the hatred that they have um you know spewed against uh you know uh gays lesbians transgendered uh is is so uh it's such a good performer for them that they are going to play this they're going to play this 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 hate game all the way through to the midterm elections um Lauren, I wonder if you know this, but seahorses, <laughs> I don't know if she's aware of this, male seahorses, they get pregnant. Yeah, just saying. Nature is a uh, fabulous and fun thing, if you know anything about it. Uh, this is incredible to me. This is amazing. And the attack is going to include teachers, librarians, uh, other children. Yeah. Everybody is going to, uh, you know, suffer because they found something that they think is so incendiary and so uh, completely, you know, uh, hated by their voters, by their MAGA people, that they're just going to ask every single solitary person in the cabinet or in the, on the Supreme Court or anybody in a position at all that, you know, would, would qualify them to be questioned by them. What's a man, what's a woman? What's a man, what's a woman? Uh, I think you need to hear this one more time, just one more so time. the question becomes what to do with the standard medical interpretation of being transgender, uh -huh. which is you have someone who for some reason thinks they are a sex different from what they actually are. And it turns out something very different is going on. Okay, you look in the brain, and there's all sorts of parts of the brain that are sexually dimorphic, which ah. means that on the average, some trait about that part of the brain differs between males and females, and that's in lab rats and in non-human primates and humans, and, you know, on the average, individual differences overlap, but nonetheless, all sorts of stuff in the brain is sexually dimorphic. And just a listing there of some of these... and. Um, you know, people spend their entire lives studying sexual dimorphism of some of these parts of the brains. So you take somebody now who chromosomally is sex A uh -huh. and gonadally is sex A and hormonally and secondary sexual characteristics and genitalia is sex A. And nonetheless, they insist from as long as they could remember, they felt like they were sex B. And you look in their brain, mm -hmm. and what a bunch of studies have shown now is all the sexually dimorphic parts of the brain in that person's brain is more like what you see in sex B rather than in sex A. Okay, so what does that mean, sexually dimorphic? Okay, so dimorphic means that there are certain character traits of uh, you know a, a species, uh, male and female. 
But what they're saying to you, what, what this, uh, you know, Dr. Uh, Robert Sapolsky, who is a neuroscientist and uh, teaches uh, neuroscience at Stanford University, is telling you, is that sexual dimorphism in the, in the brain means that the structure of the brain in males is usually larger. Okay, the structure of the brain in females is usually, you know, different uh, than in, in, in neurochemistry. Uh, it's different in size. It's different in how it's structured from sex A to sex B. And he's saying that if you look down and you have a tallywhacker, but your brain is structured the, the way that a woman's brain is structured and your neurochemistry is as if it was a female brain, you're going to relate to being a female. You're going to be neurologically a female. And he's saying that this is a minority of a minority of situations, but when it happens, the organ that's going to dictate your sexual identity is not your tallywhacker or your ovaries or your uterus, or your chromosomes, or any other secondary sexual traits, it's going to be your brain. And if a man's brain and a woman's brain are different, and a person has a sex A brain, but their body is a sex B body, then the A brain is going to operate superior, as a superior guide to the sexuality of that person. And that happens at the earliest, earliest time in a person's life. So go troll some other show, you know, go make a, you know, a phony phone calls to your friends or whatever and tell them your bullcrap story about how teachers are making kids gay or how you have a friend or a friend of a friend or a friend's friend's brother told his aunt's uncle that the mailman's son came home and said, because nobody's buying you. Nobody's, you know, believing a word that you just said. Katie in Tennessee. Hi. Um, you just got through saying everything that I wanted to say. I, 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 I listened to what he had to say, that man that called earlier. Right. I said, he's a troll. He just trying to make it like, oh, I'm just an average person. Yeah, and, and I'm, and and I'm trying to be open-minded, and that's why I watch you. I don't watch you. progressive teachers that are out there trying to convince our kids that there's something that they're not, or, you know, it just it annoys me so much. When well, I, I never had a people. teacher that tried to convince me that I was no. heterosexual, nor did I see any of my sister's teachers try to convince her of, you know, her bisexuality or her gayness or any other thing. Uh, that came into her life, you know, uh, and when she was finally, you know, willing to be, just be. So, well, uh, listen, these people, they, they, they will tell you they're all about freedom. They'll tell you they're all about education. Right. But they're the most undereducated, you know, most likely to, to say freedom is for he, me and not thee than anybody else. He thinks he made an impression on some people out here, and we all know better. We watch your show. Oh, well, we thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Get rid of Marsha hey, Blackburn. Don't like thank Marcia you. Blackburn right. Either, I'm telling you. <laughs> we don't. I know. And what's with the uh, get married at 10 years old thing? I mean, your state is so hypocritical, but I'm glad you're listening, Katie. Thank you. This is the Randy Rhodes Show. To speak with Randy, dial 561-270-3844. That's 561-270-3844.
for all the times we didn't live up to our ideals, for all the times that we've we've um, made mistakes on the international stage, uh, or or uh, been hypocritical in terms of how we applied our uh, faith in democracy. Um, If, if we get democracy right, democracy is stronger around the globe. And when we don't get it right or we don't look like we care about it, others fill that gap. Yes, and they fill it with hatred and division and, uh, you know, uh, liquidation of entire peoples. This is this is this is the whole idea of the Republican Party. To keep the status quo, you need a foil. To keep the status quo, you have to point at a group of people and say they're to blame for your lot in life or they're the ones that are screwing up democracy. <laughs> no, it's equal justice under law. That is the democratic principle that is the most important principle, equal justice under law. That means every American citizen, every single person that is under our jurisdiction even is treated equally in our law. And science and biology and neurology and all those things should inform everyone so it's easier, easier to apply equal justice. Easier, not more difficult, not less obvious. And the more you know, the freer you are. You know, information has always been the coin of the realm. The more you know, the freer you are, the less fearful you are, the more uh, oriented you are to the world around you, the better the democracy functions, the better the justice works. The, the, the most uneducated, poorly informed people are the ones who are the most fearful and therefore prone to try to you know, be talked into uh, hatred for this person or that group or this religion or that class of people because it, it, it gives them a soft pass. It gives them a pass on having to, to know anything. And it's really twisted and it's really reliable, uh, uh, reliably true. Sarah in California. Hey, Randy. Hi. Um, I, I just have to get some words in here because I hear so much about trans stuff lately. I'm a 74-year-old trans woman myself. Oh, wow, 74. Life must have been just a, a song for you. <laughs> oh, sure. It's just something that we wanted, and especially <laughs> in my time growing up, not right. knowing who I was until Christine Jorgensen came along and all this stuff. Hmm. This is not something that somebody in their right mind would want to do. Yeah. And the thing that always gets me is they describe me as a body, you know, and especially these re religious bigots, you know. It's like, well, is that what your religion's about, whether you're born male or female? Isn't there something called spirit? You know, what comprises us? And uh, anyway, sorry, um, hormones are a bitch. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like they always leave that part out. That defines our being. Look at I, you Trump. Know, honestly, Sarah, I don't think people even know. I, I don't even think they understand that structurally brains are going to be different from sex A to sex B. And if your brain is sex A and your body is sex B, guess which one's going to win? Your brain. Well, I, I know, and I've heard that theory, too, that somehow when we were in our mom's womb, we had more estrogen going through and all that. But I, you know, in all my life, I've come to the conclusion that, you know, our beings are our spirits and they define who we are. 
Yes, they do. They they define your your will to live. They define your your fierceness. They define your courage level, your impulse control. Yes, your spirit is going to guide you. You know the 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 will of people is a, a powerful thing, but the true ne- neurological explanation for what you live through is is there to be known. Oh, I agree. Believe me, this is not something. You know, my story is a little different because I couldn't transition when I wanted to. But, I mean, you just never stop being who you are. Anyway, um, you I have to get off before I get oh, really don't. emotional. No, don't get emotional. We love you. We do. I know you do. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh. David, uh, Brother David. Oh, hey, brother. Hey, it's, uh, you know, the body never lies, and guess what controls the body? The brain. Yes. Why are they, the they're so fixated on the other organs? Like, uh, you know, Lauren Boebert, she, she must be like some size queen or something. <laughs> yeah, that's one way of putting it, and don't get me started on Joshie Holly. Or, um, anywho, it's Thurgood is thrilled Thursday, sister. That's why I'm calling, because yeah, it's historic. It is. I find, I find it really telling that today is also the uh, anniversary of the premiere of South Pacific, oh. which gave us, you've got to be taught to hate and fear, you've got to be taught from year to year, etc. You've got to be carefully taught. Um, what's, what's happened is that a lot of people have been untaught everything but what they were taught about hatred. And um, as happy as I am today, I can see RBG and Thurgood Marshall giving each other high fives in the great beyond. Um, We've just started the fight uh, because you're you're dead on. This is going to be the primary and the then general election push. It's all going to be on hatred. We we saw it in the It always is, though. It always is. They can't govern. They never have anything to bring to the table and say, look, we did this for you, or we did that for you, or we ended a war, or, you know, we uh, gave you a child tax credit, or we did an earned income tax credit, or we expanded Obamacare, or we, you know, uh, are making Medicare for all a reality, or we lowered the price of insulin from $1,000 a month to $35. They don't do that. They never produce. All they do is is hate. That's it. And that's the, the method that they use to keep themselves in power. They they say all the right people hate all the right people. Exactly. And it's you just got- sad. It's sick because it's the 21st freaking century. See, this is what Ukrainians keep telling you. They keep saying it no matter who you're, you're watching, no matter how devastated they are, no matter how, you know, uh, 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 shell-shocked. Okay, they are when they came out of their basements and saw what they saw. They all say the same thing. How could this happen in the 21st century? That's where we are. We're in the 21st century. And you need to know that it still happens because people refuse to learn. They just refuse to ingest the information that is easily available so that everyone can orient themselves into a 21st century, uh, you know, posture. You can't come at me and tell me you believe in freedom uh, and then tell me that, you know, uh, you need to ban books or you need to liquidate a people. That's ridiculous. Richard in California. Hi, Randy. Hey. The guy that called up, you you read in the Riot Act, so <laughs> good for you on that. But he really torqued me up because I can tell you right now, I have known I was gay since I was in nursery school. I didn't need a teacher to tell me. 
My sister is a lesbian. We were both in the closet for a long time. I didn't come out until I was 29. I feel that was a long time. She waited longer. She had, she gave birth to two girls, one of which is now her trans son. He has been going to therapy for probably eight years. He's about to turn, he just turned 15. Um, they just started hormone therapy because he has never, ever, ever wanted anything at all to do with girl stuff. Nothing at all. He's always wanted to be in pants, never wanted anything to do with girls' clothing, nothing frilly, nothing at all. And he is so much happier. Now, my sister's mom and that side of the family um, have really raked her over the coals. They blame her for it. They say that, you know, her mother has asked her if she's happy now that she's um, distorted one of her kids. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, People just don't. I love how people, people talk about stuff that they don't know. Right. Like, like they are testifying on something that happened to them and they're not. Right. I struggled for years. And as far as your sister being a lesbian and dating guys, I dated girls. Right. I had sex with girls. But I can Listen, tell I, you. I, I know. I know. Because I, 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 I literally grew up with my sister being four years older than me and saw her date. Okay. Her first friend ever when she was, I don't know, seven? Gwen. Our next door neighbor, okay, and then be pressured into being a heterosexual, getting married, uh, and having a baby, and then finally saying, "Look, I I gotta be me." <laughs> you know, I just do. And that is, and that is the thing right there, the social pressure. Yes. Well, how come you're not dating girls? Well, how, well, how, how come nobody's dating? outraged? How come you don't have but how come no and, one's outraged at what the, at the pressure that was put on you, or the pressure that was right. put on my sister, or the pressure that was, that's being put on your sister's children? Why yeah, aren't they outraged out, about that? Right. Then when you come out, you're the bad guy because... You're not. <laughs> they are. Mary had a little man, 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 man. We believe that all men are created equal. The magnificent mosaic that is America. From radio beacon to radio beacon. To help local officials whose communities are being overwhelmed by hordes of illegal immigrants who are hordes. being dropped off by the Biden administration, Texas is providing charter buses to send these illegal immigrants who have been dropped off by the Biden administration to Washington, D.C. <laughs> we are sending them to the United States Capitol where the Biden administration will be able to more immediately address the needs of the people that they are allowing to come across our border. Okay, so you know that that is Texas Governor uh, Greg Abbott who is now uh, literally saying that he's going to participate in a war crime. Yes, forced relocation. Yeah. And he knows enough about the laws of this country to say, oh, no, they're all going to be volunteers, all of them on all 900 buses. They're all going to be voluntarily 
you know, uh, asked if they would like to be relocated to uh, DC. See, this is what Russia says, too, about Ukrainians, that it forcibly relocates. It says, oh, no, they all wanted to go. They all, they needed to go. They wanted to go. This is, this is actual blackmail, okay? And it's illegal. It's called forced relocation. And everybody now in the Republican Party, they're so busy, you know, down, down, doubling down on hatred for the midterms they can't they're they're stumbling over each other to get to microphones to say what they want to do with the brown hordes the brown hordes of people you know can i just say this before we uh, show you what all the other republicans are doing with their uh, you know time uh, devoted to hatred um can't Greg Abbott take up some of his time fixing the electric grid in time. I mean, doesn't he have bigger fish to fry? Texas is a gigunda state, okay? It's really big and it's really dysfunctional, okay? Why can't he just fix the grid first before he charters 900 buses to carry the hordes of immigrants, the brown ones? He better not mix up the brown ones and the white ones because you know there's Ukrainians now at the southern border. You know that, right? Don't mix up your brown ones with your white ones. You're going to peeve the people that you want to vote for you. Be very careful. Be very careful with who you're going to forcibly relocate. 900 buses. Don't you have a stupid wall to build or some such thing? I mean, it's Texas, right? Okay, so let me show you. This is Dan Crenshaw from Texas. Here's his idea about what to do with the hordes of brown people. So Governor Abbott has a good idea. He's going to um, he's going to take a bunch of charter buses and send them to D.C. I like the sound of that. Now he says he's <laughs> going to send them send them to the U.S. Capitol. I would kindly ask the governor to also consider sending them to Kamala Harris's house. <laughs> she the vice president's house is in the Naval Observatory. Perhaps send them there because look, Kamala Harris has forgotten she's the border czar. So maybe if you put some busloads of illegal immigrants right in her backyard. I mean, there is a wall there, so they're going to have to figure that out. But put them there so she can finally start paying attention to this crisis at our border. So Kamala's house has a wall that's so insurmountable for Dan Crenshaw that we'll have to figure out what to do with the brown hordes. Don't mix the white hordes. Don't mix the Anglos. Don't, don't mix. Don't mix the Slavs. With the Latinos, don't do it. You'll peeve people. You'll piss them off, Dan. But uh, I thought they built a wall. Did I miss something? Did the wall not get built? <laughs> okay, that's Dan Crenshaw. Here's our governor, just so the people who are calling me today from Tennessee, uh, you know, saying, hey, Marshall Blackburn, uh, we're not responsible for her. I'm not responsible for Ron DeSantis either. But here he is uh, about what he wants to do with immigrants. If Biden is dumping people, which he has dumped people, dumped. they fly him in at two in the morning. They haven't done it lately, but they did it many months ago. They haven't done um, it lately. You know, we now have money where we can reroute them to sanctuary states like Delaware, and we're going to do that. Okay, so the premise that Biden has dumped people or that the president is, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, doing something, so the whore... All that happened is that we got through COVID. That's what happened. We got through COVID. And so beginning May 23rd, hasn't even happened yet, but beginning May 23rd, Title 42, which Trump used as a weapon to keep people on the Mexican side of the border, sleeping in parking lots, etc., um, is going to expire. 
and they've already decided that this is gonna this means this means because we got through covid that biden is dumping people in various places and so the republicans have decided that they want to dump people they want to dump people and ron DeSantis wants to dump them in delaware and uh dan crenshaw wants to dump them on kamala's lawn i don't know i guess he liked the visual in his head when he was high and uh abbott is going to dump them on the capitol steps in washington dc now can i just explain to you that poland little tiny poland little little teeny tiny poland that was going literally way into white supremacist ideology and an an illiberal democracy an illiberal government really they were going uh, you know down that autocratic road and this ukraine thing just snapped them out of it woke them up woke them up they now get it they now understand why hatred is such a dangerous dangerous tool okay and so little tiny poland has been able to absorb and process in six weeks that's how long this ukraine uh, you know butchery has been going on six weeks in 42 days poland has been able to take in and process two million people two million what we would call illegal immigrants two million of them but we can't process eighteen thousand people on the border giant america with a Department of Homeland Security and a and a Border Patrol and 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 Abbott has deployed police officers and National Guardsmen and all this stuff and we can't process eighteen thousand people. Now you do understand that the only thing that's there to be processed is the idea of claiming asylum, right? So that's it. You can't come over the southern border legally or illegally and remain here without being, uh, you know, uh, sent back, unless you have a valid claim or a claim you believe is valid for asylum, meaning your country is war-torn or if you go back to your country, you will die. Now, there are people who are coming here from various parts of Central America who can make that claim. And so we need to actually process them so that they can make that claim and we can hear that claim. And then we adjudicate whether that is a a sufficient reason to let them stay or not. That's it. That's all we do. But Poland can take 2 million people, get them uh, fed, get them aid, get them jobs, get them processed, but we can't. We can't. Something tells me it's because we don't want to. Something tells me that the Republicans like the issue more than they like people, humans. See what I mean? It's the hatred fest, and it comes every single midterm election. It comes every election cycle. And here in this country, we have elections every two years, every two years. And so this is now an election year, and the hatred is going to get ratcheted up even though they had an opportunity to learn. See, now you can you can ramp it up a little bit, Brett. I'm going to walk you right through. The volume. Just ramp it up a little. Make it louder. No. <laughs> louder. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> anyway. 
you understand that they've learned nothing and they will never learn anything because hatred is a wonderful producer for them, especially racist hatred, racist hatred. And now gender identity hatred. I mean, it just, it turns people out in droves for them and they won't give up that tool. Things Randy at RandyRhodes.com. Go, go for launch. Speaking truth to power, the Randy Rhodes Show. I think it is also fair to say that it is a bracing reminder for democracies mm. that um, have gotten, that had gotten flabby. Yeah. And, uh, Lazy. Confused and feckless around the stakes of things that we tended to take for granted. You include our democracy? Yes. Rule of law. uh, Freedom of press and conscience. Independent judiciaries. Making elections work. Uh, in in ways that are fair and free. That was President Obama yesterday uh, in Chicago uh, talking about what we should observe and learn from what's going on in Ukraine. It's what we should be learning. It's what we should be absorbing. And this was exactly what I was talking about yesterday all day, is that if you think that you can't lose democracy here, I want you to understand we're only 237, 240 years old. We are young, although extremely successful democracy in that we have gone through booms and busts and industrial revolution, and we've gone through World War I and World War II, a civil war on our soil, all kinds of injustices have been righted. Uh, some still need to be addressed. Some still are works in progress, but they're works in progress. To stop the progress, all you need is a whole bunch of haters, a whole bunch of bamboozlers, a whole bunch of autocrats, a whole bunch of dictators, a whole bunch of ignoramuses with microphones on cable channels and on uh, 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 social media channels telling you who to hate and you buying into it. That will make us not just. That will make us unequal. That will make us rich and poor and inequality will spread and spread because the very, very well uh, uh, situated, the elite, they know just how to push your buttons. They know just how to maintain the status quo if you are susceptible to buying into hatreds, if you're susceptible to being bamboozled, if you're susceptible to... Uh, conspiracy theories about crisis actors and no dead six-year-olds, right? This is exactly what you're seeing in Ukraine. This is what this is what Putin is telling his people, that there's crisis actors in Ukraine, that the Ukrainians are doing this on purpose, that they're they're faking their own deaths, they're blowing up their own buildings, they're they're destroying their own kindergartens, they're attacking their own ambulances, they're attacking their own hospitals, they're 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 marauding in cities to make people fearful and stay in their basements. And then when they come out of their basements, Ukrainians are torturing other Ukrainians and raping Ukraine. This is ridiculous, but that's how it works. That's how the elite 
manage people. They don't like the people. They don't trust the people. They don't want the people to self-govern. They want to do what they want to do, how they want to do it, when they want to do it. And so they will feed you a steady diet of conspiracies and misinformation and disinformation, and then say they're the ones that are, you know, uh, 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 they're the ones that are spreading freedom. They're the ones that are protecting people from Nazis. They're the ones that are protecting people from fascism. They're the ones that are protecting people from, from, from in ideas. You know, that's what book banning is. It's literally, why do autocrats always go after books? Because books are powerful. For people who read, you couldn't possibly talk to, you remember, I think it was a, a Twilight Zone episode. Could be Twilight Zone, could be, uh, I think it was Twilight Zone, where a guy goes to hell. And the hell for him is, he's a librarian. And hell for him is he's in a library, but his glasses are broken and he can't read anymore. This is, this, is, this is what autocrats do. They ban things that are powerful. They ban books. They ban information. They ban correct information, tough information, hard information, but information that is valuable because all information that is true and correct is valuable. So here you have a whole party of people that have never produced one iota of progress, not one single thing for working people, for people who are, you know, uh, uh, middle class, for people, nothing. They've done absolutely nothing for you, but they have set, sent, sent down a steady diet of, of, you know, lies. Everything from climate, uh, climate change isn't real, it's not happening. Why, look, it's cold, it's, it's cold today. How could you tell me there's global warming, this kind of thing? just so that they can continue to, 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 to prop up these oil dictators, okay? I mean, look, people are saying, oh, this is nuclear blackmail that Putin is engaged in. Maybe, I don't really think so. I think this is really oil blackmail. You know, the, the, the weakest link is the one that can get you killed. I've always told you that, right? And the weakest link in NATO is Germany, and why is Germany the weakest link? Because they're not modern? No, it's because they have a dependence on Russian oil. And they're very scared to turn off the tap from Russia. And so if we don't stop, you know, the purchase of Russian oil, now we don't buy that much. We, we buy, you know, now we don't buy any. Uh, and, you know, we never really did. But Germany, Europe, is very dependent on Russian oil. And they're scared. They're scared to, to, to go it alone without Russian oil. And he's blackmailing them. He's blackmailing them. And what they end up doing is supporting his war that's going to bleed into their countries. Whether it's through, you know, uh, uh, people fleeing, because, uh, you know, one in 10 Ukrainians have left, which means nine out of 10 Ukrainians haven't. And if Ukraine starts looking, if the whole country looks like Bucha or the whole country looks like Mariupol or the whole country starts looking like, uh, you know, uh, 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 what's the name of that, uh, Borodinka? We're learning all these new cities now, or, or, or Kherson or, or Kharkiv, right? And everybody's got to leave. Trust me, there's going to be, you know, people who aren't working because they had to leave their homes, they had to leave their schools, they had to leave their jobs, they had to leave everything, take their families and flee, right? And so you're gonna have all these people that 
their kids need to go to school and they're going to need services and they're going to need jobs and they're going to need homes and they're going to need money and they're going to need food and see what I mean? And so it's blackmail because of oil. It's blackmail. And that's the same kind of stuff that we get fed here about, uh, you know, uh, uh, the need for oil and climate change isn't real and, you know, we should all just ignore it because it's not really happening. From the Republicans, instead of solving any problem, they will never solve any problem. They will blame someone for that problem. They will tell you who's to blame for the problem. They'll make up who's to blame for the problem. They'll point at that person and make you hate them instead of solving the problem, which is solvable. We have all kinds of energy here. We have all kinds of options here. But the big money doesn't want you to know that. Call in, connect. To speak to Randy, call 561-270-3844. It's been completed. Please lock the machine. The result of the vote is as follows. In favor, 93, against 24, abstentions, 58. Oh my God. Draft resolution A slash ES dash 11 slash L4 is adopted. Got like 82 really screwed up countries on this planet. You know what that was? That was that was the UN vote to kick Russia off of the Human Rights Council, as if Russia belongs on the Human Rights Council as they're torturing people and liquidating an entire national population simply because they exist on land that Putin decided he wants. So you had 24 countries vote to keep Russia on the Human Rights Council and 58 countries that just couldn't choose a side. They just couldn't. The 24 countries are a real bastion of democracy, just so you know. Uh, The 24 countries that are with Russia and want Russia to stay on the Human Rights Council are in alphabetical order, everybody. Algeria. Great. Belarus. uh Uh-huh. That's the oldest dictator in Europe. Uh, Bolivia, Burundi, Central African Republic, China, China. Yeah, so, because China really believes in, um, you know, democratic principles. China is a surveillance state, a communist surveillance state that literally puts people, like to the tune of a million of them, in re-education camps for their religious beliefs. Swear to God. It's the 21st century. China, Congo, Cuba, North Korea. Hey, let's be more like North Korea. Let's be a hermit state. Uh, Eritrea, Ethiopia, Gabon, Iran, Kazakhstan and Kyrgyzstan, Laos, Mali, Nicaragua. Hello. 
uh, Russia, Russia, Russia gets to vote on Russia. Russia gets to vote on whether or not Russia is committing human rights violations. Yeah, it's just like uh, the UN is totally, it's totally broken, okay? Uh, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, Vietnam, also communist, by the way, and Zimbabwe. These are the countries that voted with Russia to keep Russia on the Human Rights Council, to be the arbiters of human rights in this world. Oh my God. Yeah, that's, that's who we want to be more like. And you know, if you don't learn about what's going on here and how you know uh, uh, we're banning books and how we're pointing at people and saying they are the problem and these people are, are brown hordes and these people are invaders and these people who only are coming here because they can't stay. They can't stay in their own countries without fearing for their lives, without fearing for their, their ability to breathe and live. You're going to end up just like them. You're going to be just like them. And then you're all going to say, when did this happen? Why didn't you tell us? You can't ban books and be a good guy. It doesn't work that way. Uh, Lana in Tennessee. Hi. First time, long time. Oh, hey. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. Actually, uh, I'll tell you how long I've been a long time listener of yours. Uh, back in 2000, I was two and a half years into my trucking career, I, which I'm still a trucker, and um, I was going through uh, Southeast Florida area, West Palm Beach area, um, right around November of 2000, and I heard this woman the election, on the radio yes. Right, <laughs> yes. right. and talking about the election and absolutely putting beautifully in, you know, out there exactly what I was thinking and I was like who is this who is this woman and it was you and then I made it my mission to follow wherever you were oh, that's sweet. Uh, to try and find you and and I you know and of course you were on Air America and then when that was taken off I was just despondent <laughs> and then I, you know and I recently found you again uh, on your your current uh, uh Incarnation. Show. <laughs> Incarnation of your show. Yes, thank you. Uh, but uh, what I called you about was uh, I got an email last week from Marsha Blackburn, which, I, you know, I do live in Tennessee. I live in Chattanooga, as a matter of fact, but I'm a registered Democrat, lifelong registered Democrat. So I'm not really sure how I got on her email list, but I got on it. And it was an email, her touting um, how we, she, we really needed to support her in her fight against the Biden administration for their abysmal failures with the whole Ukraine uh, situation. And going on and on and on about how she, you know, we need to, you know, provide more support and blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, I sent her an email back and I said, that's really rich coming from somebody who's been nothing but a Putin apologist right along with Trump. She was even in Helsinki with Trump, standing right there behind Putin. And and then, I mean, and I just went off on her, scathing email. And then the next day I got an email back saying, thank you so much for sending us an email and we're so glad you're engaged. And, And, you know, clearly they didn't read it. You know, and so then I then I, they put me to her website to, to have a direct 
email go to her that she might actually read. And I was trying to compose it, but I just briefly read the first part of her her, uh, website, and it's all about how she's fighting the good fight with all these uh, uh, anti-LGBTQ laws, these trans laws, uh, banning books in schools to yeah. Here, here's the thing that you can do in just a in just a in just a. Oh man, you're, you're piercing my ear. So, um, oh, I'm sorry. No. Sorry, sorry. About okay. That. <laughs> so, so, so you want to keep it brief because they're never going to read a wall of text like a really long letter. Just tell her to stop right. being the party of subtraction and add something to your life. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Absolutely. Yeah, just tell her, you know, I know what you're against. What are you for? Because I can't figure out what they're for, except for hatred and demeaning people and bullying people and trolling people and taking rights away from people. I cannot figure out what they're for. They were were against uh, uh, the COVID funding. They were against food assistance. They were against a child tax credit. They were against funding for states and cities to pay police officers, right? The American Rescue Plan was all in there. They voted against infrastructure Mm -hmm. spending. She voted against the the, the most uh, brainy uh, Supreme Court justice that we've had lately. Right. Oh, so ask her. Just her and all she did was embarrass herself. She's she's embarrassing. Uh, just so, horrific. so, so horrific. what what I'm and saying. Then, to- and then don't even get me started on her uh, on her whole work on the uh, 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 abortion laws and oh lord. It's so just, that's what I'm saying. Horrible. Just say we know what you're. You know, stop being the party of subtraction, and tell me what right. you're adding to my life. I want something added. What's the value added Mar- that you bring, Marsha? This is the Randy Rhodes Show. To speak with Randy, dial 561-270-3844. That's 561-270-3844. So if you guys oppose this law that bans classroom instruction about uh, sexual orientation and gender identity in K through 3, does White House support that kind of classroom instruction before kindergarten? Do you have examples of schools in uh, Florida that are teaching kindergartners about sex education? I'm just asking for the <laughs> well, I think that's a re- I think that's a relevant question because I think this is a politically charged, uh, harsh law that is putting parents and LGBTQ plus kids in a very difficult, uh, heartbreaking uh, circumstance. And so I actually think that's a pretty relevant question. Thank you, Jen Saki. Peter Dushi. Well, so if you're if you're not for uh, you know banning the the teaching of of sex education in K through three, are you for teaching it before kindergarten? That was his question. That was his question. And her answer was, "Tell me where they're doing that. Tell me where we're teaching sex education to K through three." Tell me where in Florida that's being taught. Because what you got here is a solution to a problem which we don't have, which is what they keep doing. That's the whole thing about voting rights, too. They're going to solve a problem that we don't have. That's the thing about processing people who are coming here seeking asylum. Uh, we can't process them. That, that is a problem we don't have. This thing about transgender you know, uh, people being a threat to you or your way of life, that is a problem we don't have. We have never had that problem, and we have always had people of various sexual orientations. 
And we've never had that problem. You know who made it a problem? Hitler made it a problem. Hitler went after gay people and uh, uh, Putin does it too. There is no room in Russian society for being uh, lesbian, gay, transgender, bisexual. There is no room in that society for acceptance of who you are, period, because that's what autocrats do. Why do they do it? So that you hate all the right people. Wolf in Philly. Uh, hi, I, I've, I've listened to you for quite a while. I haven't called in a long time. So anyway, um, I'm a trans male. Uh, I transitioned like 30 years ago when I was considered to be uh, transsexuals. And uh, what I was going to talk about was when I when I uh, do my talks, I usually correlate left-handedness with um, with transgender with being transgender because I always knew I was I was left-handed as much as I always knew that I was that I was transgender. Well, transsexual. And I always knew that I was male. So therefore, then nobody had to tell me and everybody tried to get me to be a girl and I and everybody tried to give me right to be uh, right-handed and that never worked. So that was what I was calling about. Uh, yeah, that's a great example. <laughs> that's yeah. a very, very easy to understand, straightforward, in-your-face example. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's what I tell everybody. And they can't, they can't deny it to me. They can't argue it. You know what I mean? I, because you know, I think people are are kind of um, afraid to to understand because then they would have to give you credit for being super brave, and they can't possibly yeah. do that. They can't. Oh God forbid! Right? Yeah. You know, they they're right. much more comfortable in their cushion of hatred because if they were outside of their cushion of hatred and they had the information just as plainly and as simply as you offered it, then they would have to look at you and say, "Man, you are brave. You are really yeah. one courageous dude." Yeah, for sure. I know. I know. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You, Thank you. I appreciate you. Thanks for holding. Uh, Jacqueline in San Francisco. Why are Americans so gullible? <laughs> Why are we so willing to believe conspiracy theories? It's... I'm, a psycho- I'm a psychologist and a teacher. I'm sorry. Let me just give my, my theory about this. It's religion. It's evangelical religion. Every single problem that we have racism, denial of climate change, homophobia, can all be traced back to the Old Testament, mostly, which is preached and, and, and fed in the mother's milk of infants, uh, you know, and just continued, and that is the ultimate conspiracy theory. Can I disagree with you? Go ahead. Okay. Because in the old Soviet Union, uh, there was no religion allowed. Religion was banned. It was prohibited. And still they they committed atrocities and uh, they literally, you know, identified people as being, you know, dangerous because of their sexuality. They identified people as being dangerous because they wanted to believe in something bigger than themselves. So I can't trace it all back to religion. What I can say is that if religion supplants the law of man, if, uh, you know, religion is going to be the guide by which we try for equal justice under law we will fail don't you think stalinism was a religion no stalin looked at it was he was the god they they (laughs) they used the religion uh to make their own religion out of it to brainwash people just as much but they themselves were the gods 
Well, religion, and, you know, religion is uh, something that people can choose or not choose, but the law is no, something no. that man makes and you live by or you pay the price, you know? You don't have to live. You can't choose. You, you can choose. choose your religion. Of course you no. can. Yes. If you are brought of course up you in can. a community. Of course you if can. You are, if you are brought up in a community uh-huh. where the only thing that you have is the church and the 7-Eleven. Why do you no assume library. why do you assume that the only thing that you would have is 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 religion? Why why because can't you been, why can't you have a, a full life that includes religion? I don't no, understand that. No, I'm not saying you can't. I myself am a person of faith. But I don't what? take everything in the Bible literally. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is- I'm saying we don't live by the laws of the Bible. We live by laws of man. We live in an age of reason where there is a law of man. It's called the the, the codes, right? We have we have federal codes, state codes. Everybody knows what the law is, or they they at least know the laws that that matter. You can't murder somebody. You can't. Uh, you know, uh, steal from somebody. You can't embezzle. You can't, uh, you know, take foreign money in, an, in a campaign, right? But we have a very tough time enforcing laws equally. So we end up in a situation where people just feel like uh, the laws of man don't work because, because if you're president of the United States or if you're Vladimir Putin and you're committing war crimes, there just doesn't seem to be a court that will hold you accountable. So there's the problem. The problem is well, they have made themselves. It, it has God. nothing to do with religion. Oh, I disagree. Okay. I I, I, I disagree with that. Okay. I mean, well, they, I'm telling you, it's yeah. not the problem that you know uh, that bring that's brought to us by virtue of people uh, believing in something bigger than themselves. The problem that we have is that uh, if you are elite enough, if you can afford, you know, to defend yourself, uh, you know, you can delay to the point where you'll never be held accountable. If you're if you're the head of a state. There is no court right. with which to like hold you calf. accountable for like, uh, for, right. for the, like the, the wholesale slaughter of humans. There's just no court for you. That's the problem. That's not a function of religion. That is a function of a, of a failed system of justice. Okay, you and I live by the laws of science, reason, and, uh, you know, the judiciary. But the people who are running our country in, more and more are people who live That's not by true. the laws that's not true. Okay. They're not. Well, they're mean, not making you live under the Bible. Okay. They're, they're trying. <laughs> they're trying. They're not trying. Okay. They're not trying. They're selling hatred. Is what the Republicans are doing. They're for absolutely nothing. And so right. all they do is, you know, tell you that who's to blame for your lot in life instead of solving your problem. The problem that we have. The problem with the dissatisfaction that we have and the lack of of faith in our justice system, in our system of laws, is that they're not equally applied. And as long as that's the case, where if you're elite enough or if you're situated in in, in a position of, uh, you know, of, of money, uh, then and you can't be held accountable for. Listen, we have Donald Trump dead to rights. He's on a freaking taped phone call asking a secretary of state who is in charge of elections in Georgia to rig an election. And he's not in jail. And people who because there's no court that will hold him accountable. This is the problem that our and justice system has. Well, it has nothing to do yeah. with religion, my friend. Well, I <laughs> it has nothing to do with religion. It has to do with the amount, the amount of injustice that is built into this. Why can't, where do we, where do we bring Vladimir Putin? 
How do we get him out of Russia? You can't try somebody in an international court in absentia, right? So does that mean that there's justice available for a guy like Putin? Is there justice available for a guy like Trump? You know, you, you hear Trump on tape doing illegal things, and yet we can't get him to be held accountable because our system has holes in it because it's not, I don't want to say bulletproof, but it isn't applied equally to all. And that's the problem. That's why people get so unhappy. That's why people rebel. That's why people say, I don't have to follow the law because he doesn't have to follow the law. Or, you know, it's it's ridiculous. And this man who is on tape breaking the law, who is on tape trying to overturn an election, is going to run for president again. And if you think that that's not a problem to solve, you can't just blame it on religion. It has nothing to do with it.